sure enough, the reason they're called unholy donuts is because they don't have holes in them. Which I didn't put together. That's pretty clever. (laughs) Welcome to ADSP, the podcast, episode 116, recorded on February 1st, 2023. My name is Connor, and today with my co-host, Bryce, we follow up part two of our two-part conversation that started in episode 115, and we solve a follow-up problem to MaxGap called MaxGap Count in C++23. Same problem. We'll assume that we already have a sorted list of numbers. And the question is now not what is the maximum of adjacent values, difference between adjacent values, but what is the count of the maximum difference between adjacent values? And this, this is where things get interesting. So wait, so wait, you want the, you want to know how many times that maximum gap occurs. Yes. And I realized probably I should have done this 20 minutes ago. Also, we might be bleeding in. This might be part two now of this episode. I probably should have given an example. Um, So for instance, for the first problem, if we had the numbers one, three, five, and 10, the differences are two, two, and five. So the answer to that question is five. But for the second problem, uh, the answer would be one because there is one five. However, if the sequence was 1, 3, 5, 10, 15, 20, our differences are then 2, 2, 5, 5, 5. And so then you want the count of the number of fives, whatever the maximum difference is. In this case, it would be 3. And it's only a slightly different problem, but the implications on how you solve this, I think, are interesting. I'm not so, con- I'm not so convinced. It's just another reduction. It is. You just, you just, you just. How many more reductions? It's one, right? Mm-hmm. Is it? Okay, so you, you you do your max reduction, but this time, but instead of just um, reducing a a single you know um, piece of information, which is what's the maximum value, you reduce um, uh, your reduction operator returns two pieces of information, one of which is the maximum value and then the next of which is how many times you've seen it. Um, and then anytime you see a new maximum value, you reset the how many times have I seen it to uh, to to zero. So that doesn't work. I'll ask why. Why doesn't it work? Are you asking me now? Yeah, I'm asking you now. So what if what if uh, what if our example is one one uh, what if it's a zero actually how do I do this what if it's one three all right I, it's too hard for me to come up with an example on the fly but basically what if in resetting your maximum are actually you're right <laughs> of <Wow>. course. <laughs> It's all reductions all the way down. It's all reductions. Wow. See, 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 your problem is you don't, you, you're, you don't always go for the one pass answer. You should always go for the one pass answer. 
Well, so no, the, the, the example that I was trying to construct was what if you, when you reset your maximum, you've already passed by that maximum and you lost count, but that's flawed thinking in that anytime you, by definition, anytime you meet a new maximum, you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Isn't math great? Isn't math great? There, there's probably, you know, I, I, I probably have the book here. Yeah, I do. Um, Introduction to optimization. Um, th- this is probably wow. some, you know, all of these reduction, uh, all, all of these like f- find style reductions or like reductions where you're searching for some answer. There's, there are probably all some, cl- some class of, uh, of optimization problem. And it would probably be interesting for us to, um, to research and to think about that more at some point i'm amused here that that like two minutes ago when connor was saying things i was sitting here like trying to work out the problem in my head and like saying wow and things in the background and now connor's doing the same thing my mind is literally explode well i use literally in the non-literal sense uh and i apologize to those that are upset by that my mind is exploding because two of the problems in my top 10 problems that are going to lead towards this algorithm course are maximum consecutive ones and longest consecutive increasing sequence. Mm -hmm. I refer to those as MCO and LCIS. Mm -hmm. And both of those, actually, I don't want to do this because, oh yeah, I was going to bring this up. There's a new APL podcast called The APL Show. However, Are you running they, The APL Show? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's made by two of my co-hosts on my other podcasts. But they share screens constantly, and one of them has a chalkboard behind them. And I tried listening to the first couple, and I know Adam listens to this podcast, who's one of the co-hosts of The New APL Show. And so I haven't told him, given this feedback, but like it's <laughs> almost impossible to follow like they read papers together and they talk about things that they don't actually spell out for the listener. At times, we do that Rich all the time the, too. No, I mean, but we've done. I think uh, probably not. We think we've done a good job, but probably we fell into the mistake. No, no, no. I didn't say. I didn't say we we did a good job. I said we do that all the time. With the implication being that's not a good thing. No, that's not what I'm saying is I was about to say that we do do a good job, but probably like in my head, we, I think we do a good job whenever we screen share. But my, the thing that I've learned from listening to their podcast is that we, one, don't have a chalkboard, never have a chalkboard and start writing on that chalkboard. Cause unless, <laughs> unless if you're spelling out what they're drawing or writing, you have no idea. Like so much times yeah. you'll just hear Rich going and you see, that's beautiful. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're seeing. <laughs> And uh, the other thing is that I think probably when we've been coding, we also fall into the same trap where we think we're spelling it out well enough, but, but there not. are times yeah. where we're, we're, well, we're leaving I, off 50%. Well, I think that our opinion of this podcast and our listeners' opinion of how this podcast is going is very different. But I'm telling you, we sh- this should have been a YouTube channel. And we're so photogenic. Um, people, people, no, I, don't, I don't know. People could, know could get to meet my adorable dog, although my adorable dog's not here right now, but... Yeah, should have been a YouTube channel. Everybody could get to see my great New York apartment. Oh, and you know what? Connor, look at my screen because the blinds are down right now. And watch this. Are you watching? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen this before. Is this it? I thought there was going to be like balloons or something. (laughs) Um, 
No, I didn't set up bones, but you can see the Chrysler building. I'd have to actually adjust the camera up a little bit for you to see the Chrysler building. There we go. There's the Chrysler building. But now you can't see me, and seeing me is more important than seeing the Chrysler building. So, all right, back, back. Okay. We, my my mind but, but, is exploded. But you, 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 we, you, you came to some realization, and it seemed like it was a realization so the, yeah. about the all of these. I, I had to open up my GitHub repo, but we won't. We should make that a rule. We no longer share screens. If we're going to talk about code, I have to communicate it clearly enough to you over the microphone. But it actually, so LCIS was not the problem I wanted to mention. So it's it's maximum consecutive ones, and then. Cadane's algorithm, which is also known as maximum uh, subarray sum. And we're not going to get into the details of that, but basically those are solvable with a one or two character. Let's actually look at the difference. It's with a... Anyways, we're not going to do this live. It's like a one or two character difference. It's basically a scan followed by a reduction. Yeah. And... I'm trying to think now. Is this the exact same thing? Which, if it is, is going to absolutely like, it's going to make my brain explode. Because this will now be, because, yeah, it's, so, so in this case, if you're, if the state you're carrying is the, the number, the count of the maximum difference. Yeah. And then every once in a while, you just might need to reset that. Although, I don't. That's actually just a reduction, right? It's just a reduction. It's just a reduction. Yeah. And then it's a reduction that carries two pieces of state. Yeah. No. Yes, it's a reduction that carries two pieces of state, and then you just toss the first one and keep the count. The yeah. first piece being what the max is. Wow. Well. This blows everything up um, because the interesting part of that problem, what I initially thought was that in an array language, you could use like an, an S combinator to basically find the maximum, then do a rank polymorphic equals with the original array. So in our case, when we had, you know, one, three, five, 10, 15, yeah. 20, you do your adjacent difference on that gives you two two five 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 you then calculate the max so that's going to be your first operation in your s combinator and then the binary operation so now you've got your original list and your maximum and then you put an equal sign between that and that'll turn it into zero zero one 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 and then you do a plus reduction and it's interesting because in j you do that with a hook which is the s combinator in bqn you do that with the s or the sigma combinator, which are the, the names of those are after and before. But in APL, you don't have the S combinator. So you have to use the phi combinator, aka a fork, where you fix one of the operations to be identity. So you get back your original list. Anyways, it's very interesting. But now you've completely broken my whole eureka moment or not eureka moment but just all the time i've spent thinking about this well and th th there's there's another there's a, there's sort of a next step algorithm that i i think of um which is um you you've your first version of this was find the largest gap your second one was count how many gaps there are um the next you know thing that you might want to do that could be useful is um uh, uh give me the locations 
of all those gaps. Um, and that, that one you could solve with a similar thing where you, you, your, your two pieces of state are what's the, the, the maximum and then a list or a vector. Um, when I say list, I, I don't, is this a different problem you're solving? Yeah, it's a different problem. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like, I want to know, I want to find the locations, um, uh, of, of, of all these gaps. Um, and so my state is, you know, a, um, the, the a list instead of just a count. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, the only downside with that is that the, the, um, needing to have a vector of, of the locations, um, uh, means that you need to have some dynamic storage for it. But, um, yeah. I think in, in most cases it's going to be, uh, a, a small list, but I actually imagine that there is some useful problems that you could solve, um, with that, like if you were, if you were looking, if you if you wanted to like slice up a sequence in some way, like like you know we've been using gaps in this like the maximum difference between two integers here, but the search criterion could actually be anything, right? It could be you know any um, you know it could be finding the the end of a sentence. Um, uh, it could be fi- count how many sentences there are. Um, you know something like that. Um, uh, or count how many words there are. Um, uh, you know th- things like that. Actually, that's an interesting thing that you could like. I, I've I've shown um, uh, in some of my talks. I'd love to use word count, like a parallel word count, as an example. Um, mm-hmm. You could you could do um, like something similar to that, where you find like you know what's the um, uh, what's the longest word in this text. And then, like, also, like, how many times does the longest word in this text occur? Um, uh, things like that. Um, uh, but, but the, 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 going back to what I was just saying, I think that the, the interesting case is the one where I say, like, hey, find, find all of the places in this sequence that satisfy this criterion and then give me their locations. So, like, hey, yeah. like, here, here's a string. Find all the ends of the sentences, um, so that I can cut this string up into a vector of sentences. Um, and I think with this type of reduction, you can, in a single pass, a single paralyzable pass, you can do that search. Yeah, well, I mean, what's with the simpler problem before you added the locations, what's awesome about your solution is that the once you do the adjacent transform and you have your diffs, you can, you can transform, you could do an adjacent transform where you get the diffs, then another transform that does a make pair or make tuple where it initializes the second value in that tuple, which is going to be the count to one. And now you have uh, a monoid. You can do a, like a fully parallelized because you're basically like initially when I was thinking like how parallelizable is it? It's like, well, it's not really a hundred percent parallelizable because you still need to do a left fold to make sure that like every single time you hit a max, it resets. But actually that's not true at all. That property holds, even if you, you break your sequence or array up into a bunch of chunks, whatever result is yielded is the count of the max diff in that chunk. And when you merge those chunks together, like it's, it's monoidal. Um, it'll, you'll always end up with the right answer, regardless if you're doing a left fold, a right fold, or some arbitrarily, you know, tree reduction. So, um, so I, which is, which is so awesome. I hate to admit that I might've learned things in college because college was not a pleasant experience for me. Something that we've discussed on 
this uh, uh, podcast before. I don't have any problem with college. I know that a lot of people learned things in college and had a good time there. I did not. Um, I was very happy to get out of there. So I hate to admit that I learned anything in college. However, once again, going back to optimization theory, um, I, I am recalling uh, uh, learning properties about local minimum and maximum and uh, the relation to global minimum and maximum. And I think some of those things apply to these type, this class of reductions too. And I, I think that I'm, I'm going to give you a homework, which is that I think, I think your homework is that you need to go and do some reading on uh, uh, optimization theory. I, I, would, I would mail you. What's going to be more optimal than a uh, commutative associative monoid operation that you can put on a GPU? No, no, no but what, what, what I mean uh, by optimization theory, I mean mathematical optimization. I mean like, like finding, finding you know, the minimum or maximum of some, of some function. Okay, you re- you really need to go and learn about this because you you know, you know nothing about it. I would mail you I would mail you my introduction to optimization book. Um, uh, uh, what am I going to get? Out of, I got so many things to learn. I got to learn the Jelly programming language. Have you heard of that? Is this is it going to be more? The last time I mailed you something, if you recall, it got seized by Canadian Customs. That's true. Did you true. ever it's get COVID it? Tests. I did, yeah. But now I've got like twenty rapid tests sitting in my shelves. Because uh, I didn't understand it, but some of the grocery stores started handing them out for free at some point. And when at another point they were like illegal to hand out, it's yeah. But but things changed. Uh, it, rapidly, it is an important clarification that when I when I'm talking about optimization here, I don't mean like optimization in the computer science. I I mean like optimization in the mathematical sense and like solving optimization problems. All right. I'm not I, sure it, what it, I will. You haven't convinced me. It pains about me. What, what, what am I, it pains what me. What am I going to get out of it? It pains me that I learned something in college. It really does. Am I going to have to go read my introduction to optimization book? How about, yeah. How about, say, how about your homework assignment? I'll go learn the gotta, jelly programming I gotta be, language. I got to be on a plane in like 36 hours. I, I don't have time for this stuff. That sounds like a great learning opportunity. There's nothing that I more, I, love more be, than going to the airport. Yeah, tons of podcast opportunities. Standing in line for customs. Everybody's angry. Me. I'm listening I'm to not, Oxide I'm, and Friends. I'm never, one, I don't stand in lines at airports. And two, I'm never angry at airports. That's true. I love airports. Airports, cafeterias, what do they call them? Food courts? Whew, it's one of my favorite places in the world. Um, buddy, buddy, we, we really have to fly together more. We really have to fly together more. Why? That's not going to change me loving uh, airport food courts. I'm going to take you to some airport lounges and then you're going to you're going to be unable to fly like a like a regular person. Uh, I don't I don't I've been in several lounges and depending on the airport Connor, Connor, and the lounge. Connor, you you've been in lounges but you haven't <laughs> been in price quality lounges. Have I told this you This is have, probably true. Have I told you the story about the Cathay Pacific um uh Dan Dan Mian noodles? No. The Cathay Pacific First Class Lounge in uh, uh, London Heathrow Terminal 3. Um, maybe the one saving grace of London Heathrow as an airport. Um, uh, they, have the, they have great food options. Um, uh, it's like one of my favorite lounges. And uh, they have these Dan Dan Mian noodles um, on the menu. And they're really, really good. It comes in... When I I've tried to order Dan Dan Min noodles in New York to to get something similar, but um, it's it's different because 
the ones that they have the lounge, um, it's they're like drenched in sauce. It's basically like a, it's like a, um, you know, almost like a, a a soup with noodles in it. Um, and the sauce is this like really spicy peanut um uh, sauce, and it's really really good. And I get it every time I transit through uh, uh London. Um. Uh, some some people in my family have suggested that I I maybe fly to London just like solely to go to this airport lounge, but um anyways I, I I love them so much and I can't find a place that makes them the same way in New York so I finally was like all right I'm just gonna like reach out to the airline on Twitter and be like hey can you give me your freaking noodle recipe and so I did that and um uh, I, I this was uh, so I I think I first tried calling them. Um, and, uh, <laughs> their customer service was like, yeah, we can't help you. And then I tried, uh, contacting them on Twitter and then I tried emailing a few people and no luck. But then I eventually, I finally, I found the recipe online, um, from the, from the chef. So now I have the, uh, Cathay Pacific, um, uh, Dan Dan Mian, uh, lounge noodles recipe. And, uh, I, I do intend on making them, uh, soon. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I hope the listener enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I shouldn't give you too it's too hard of a time. I think I did mention on this podcast before that at one point I tried to reach out to um, Cinnabon to get them to sponsor me um, for my races. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm not a big Cinnabon fan anymore, to be honest. I wonder if I could get a local restaurant or not restaurant. Like there's a two donut places that I really like in Toronto. One of them's called Harry and Heels, which is actually, it's interesting what they've done. It's a pizza restaurant, but because of online like uh, delivery services, they've just created a secondary business that they call Harry and Heels that only sells the donuts that they sell at their pizza store. So it's like, oh, we're a, we're a donut shop. And the first time I went there, I was like, this is a pizza shop. This is not a donut shop. But like they just, they marketed as two different things because if it's just a pizza restaurant and people are looking for donuts, they're never going to end up on the the sort of pizza store. And there's another one called Unholy Donuts, which I only I went into the store the first time a couple weeks ago and I was so confused because I don't like filled donuts. I don't like filled donuts because it's just too many textures. It's upsetting. And <laughs> all of their donuts looked like they were filled. How, how do you and feel I was about, like, oh, how do you feel about Claire's? Oh, absolutely hate them. <laughs> Name something where it's like. Uh, pastry or like the gusher is the worst. Well, I was going to bring you uh, offender for CPP North, but I guess I'm going to bring you something else. No, if it's got you, you, you yeah, know, you I, know uh, that Ramona and I met at McClare Bakery. I did not know that. I I mean, you met on a dating app, and yeah, that <laughs> your, is first, true. Your, first, your first date was probably like. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Um, but yeah, this unholy donuts place. I I went in, and all of them looked filled. And then I asked the lady behind the counter, oh, I, you guys don't any, have any unfilled donuts? And she's like, yeah, the sprinkle, the cinnamon, the homer, and like one other one are are, are not filled. And I was like, huh? And so I ordered a sprinkle one. Sure enough, the reason they're called unholy donuts is because they don't have holes in them. Oh. Which I didn't put together. That's pretty clever. <laughs> but you think we can get one of them to sponsor us? I mean, not this. Po- I mean, well, I, I could. I, podcast, maybe but, I could uh, get my uh, my my the the new bodega on my block to uh, 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 to sponsor us because I'm I'm pretty sure that um, we are we are the sole reason that their smoothie operation stays in business. 
they've got a they've got a problem now that Ramona's uh, up in Albany uh, a good chunk of the time. Yeah, I don't. I, f- I feel like a local business wouldn't like. I was thinking more to get sponsored for for racing. Like if you're racing in a singlet that says, you know, oh yeah, yeah, that makes that makes run sense. for the unholy donuts or whatever. Um, for this podcast, not as much because like what percentage of our listeners are in Toronto? No, no, no. Like your 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 thing makes more sense than my thing. I'll admit that. Yeah. Although it would be interesting to find like it. Ha- it have to be like that's why I thought. You know, Lululemon, it's like global, right? Or at yeah. least it's both America Lululemon, and call us. Call us. Yeah. You know, we we had a whole episode dedicated basically uh, or, to the Or like launch, there's uh, so many companies like that, that spon- American Airlines, you could sponsor us. Um, I, stopped, I stopped spending money on Bubbly though. I, I only have uh, one of those uh, cartridges with the little squirt, squirt, soda, soda buzzes. What do they call them? Whatever. Um, soda streams. And uh, I I got the flavors, but honestly, like you can add so much carbonation, like you just keep going, and uh, it's it's so overwhelming that you don't need flavors. The flavors are meaningless <laughs> when you've got basically just like an explosion of carbon dioxide in your mouth. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> okay, Connor. This conversation's gone off the rails. Yeah, it's even for us. I, it's I, gone I, off the rails. I have determined, though, in the back of my head that. Um, this max gap count problem is not going to follow the same pattern as uh, Cadane's and maximum consecutive ones. Yeah, I don't think um, so. Because it's it's just a reduction, not an inclusive scan reduction. Yeah, and it's actually probably won't even be that pretty because... Actually, it might be. Well, I'll, I will solve it off off air and then maybe next episode and and see see this this connor i'm i'm dear listener i'm about to be very arrogant for a minute this connor is why i am a principal architect <laughs> because you've been thinking about this for days you hop onto a meeting with me and i'm like oh yeah just do it like that and boom your entire the entire trajectory of your next week has been decided by me and now i can uh go uh, fuck decided off this and, is gonna uh, go take to <laughs> This is going to take uh, all of uh, 10 minutes to program in uh, several different languages. Um, yeah, 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 yes, but 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 it, it required the two minutes of, of hard work that I did <laughs> to lead you to the promised land. It is, it is a certain amount sad that... Well, no, no uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, fake um, hubris aside, you know what the reality is? The, the reality is, and I think we all know this, that... Um, uh, we often do our best work when uh, speaking to or collaborating with others because, like, oftentimes we just we we lock in on um, you know this is the way that we have to solve this problem. Or my, my old boss Hartman, whenever we were debugging a, a performance problem, um, uh, he would always be like, "You you got to watch for the red herrings, you know. Um, you, you have to watch for the things that." That that seem like they're going to be the pro- the the problem or the solution, but they're they're actually just a trap. And you probably just got off thinking about this one way, and you were just stuck in that that course of thinking, and just just you just needed somebody who was fresh to the problem to be like, oh well, you know, my gut reaction is to do this. Um, and and probably if my gut reaction had been wrong, I probably would have spent you know two or three or four days thinking about how to solve it with the way that initially occurred to me. Um, and it would only be when somebody new looked at it uh, that I'd spoken with that, that I would be like, oh, yeah, that's actually how to do it. Or maybe I'm really yeah. – or, or maybe really I'm just that much smarter than you. Could be either thing. Could be either thing. It could be. 
I mean, we'll never know, but uh, it is, you know, the key insight is just recognizing that you don't need to, every time you hit a new max, yeah. you can still keep reducing because it, at least when I thought about it initially, I was like, well, first I have to find the diffs and then I need to find the maximum. And then be, once I have the maximum, then I can do it. But it's not true. You can do the those two things at the same time, yep. which is like, at least for me, clearly was a non-obvious insight. This brings us to the end of the episode, starting from episode 115. If you don't have Twitter, there is going to be a link to a GitHub discussion on a per episode basis if you want to leave comments or questions, and we'll be monitoring that. Or you can also do it on Twitter, which is typically where we hang out. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy and have a great day.